The teeth to bite, the heart to fight. Or maybe none of that. That's how we start the fast lane today because you could argue the ACC and their leadership just don't flat, flat out do not have that. And you could argue they haven't flat out had that for a long period of time. So I'm going to give a shout out to my old man to start the fast lane because he recommended this book that I, I need to start reading yesterday, Swimming with the Sharks. And it's about how to handle the business world environment especially higher pressure situations and what happens in the real world of business. And that's where you get the impression right now that the ACC could have avoided some of this situation with Florida State being left out of the college football playoff and the administrators in charge of the ACC who vote and give their preferences to the commissioner about how they want a conference to look because there's a lot that you can look at from Florida State being left out of the ACC I think it increases their desire to get out of the conference but I don't think it really changes much more about the fact that they want out of the ACC and I don't think it's wrong that Florida State perceives this as a conference that we've said it all along it's a boutique conference in a corporate world the lay of the land in college football right now is much more such that big business is winning out. Big schools, like the SEC and the Big Ten have, by and large, dominate the landscape. Outside of Vanderbilt, everybody in the SEC is a state institution and they have major alumni bases and student bodies every year, which means continuing to grow the alumni base and grow the supporter base for a particular athletic department. The Big Ten has a lot of that. They've changed a little bit, and obviously they had Northwestern before, but they've changed it a little bit, adding USC and more so UCLA. USC, for all their warts on the football field defensively this year, they are still a big brand in college football, even though they're a private school. The ACC is really not any of that. And look at how they've added schools. Because I'm not the only one who's thought this. Chris Coleman, friend of ours at TechSideline.com, has brought this up as well, that realistically, when the ACC expanded to add Boston College, Miami, and Virginia Tech, it really just woke up schools and, more notably, conferences like the SEC and the Big Ten that, well, if they're expanding, we're bigger and better, so we should be expanding with bigger and better entities. And voila, look at what the ACC has added. Virginia Tech and Miami, from a football brand recognition and passion standpoint of their fans. I I get Miami doesn't show up very well to their games, but their administration has kind of screwed them over by destroying the stadium in downtown Miami. You have the charm and nostalgia and mystique, and instead putting them in a stadium that's 45 minutes from campus in a world where, oh, I don't know, college sports is part of it, so kids need accessibility to the games, and you basically just clip that part right out of Miami football, which, I mean, in there, in there, no desire to rectify that. But in spite of that, even when they did well in that blip on the radar in the one Mark Rick year where they beat Virginia Tech on the Saturday night game and killed Notre Dame and, and, and destroyed them before, predictably, like Miami crumbling at the end losing of the year. Losing to four-win pit. Yeah, you know, losing to four-win pit at the end of the year. Th- this was still a Miami team that generated a lot of exposure in the TV ratings game. They are a big brand. 
But the ACC, I mean, look at what they've done as a conference. And now we've gotten to this point where Florida State and the ACC were disrespected by the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. Because make no mistake about this, Trey. Because the selection committee is basically saying, we value the SEC. We added Alabama, and we added future SEC member Texas, who beat Alabama. We value the Big Ten with Michigan and future Big Ten member Washington. And we devalue what Florida State did because it happened in the ACC, a conference that we don't respect. Well, look at who the ACC has added in their time of expansion. Again, I completely get and can still advocate for the additions of Miami, jokes about them aside, and Virginia Tech, despite the lack of recent success. By and large, when they're halfway decent, the fans care about football, and they're big enough brands that provoke enough interest. But look at who else they've added. They've added Boston College. They're the fifth at best most relevant property in Boston behind the professional sports teams, Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, and Patriots. And they added Syracuse. And no, it's not New York's team because they're like five hours away from New York City. They're closer to Buffalo and Canada than they are to New York City. You know, they added those two. And they added Pitt, which is kind of like a dimmed-down version of West Virginia. I get it. When Pitt's doing well, fantastic. But West Virginia is kind of Pitt in their own neighborhood, except West Virginia actually has a larger, more passionate fan base than private institution Pitt. I mean, this is the ACC's doing. The perception of this conference, and it's basically going to be their undoing. Because schools like Florida State have advocated that they won out. Once that happens, other schools will join them. Clemson, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami, NC State, who are all part of the Magnificent Seven from last year. So, in reality, this is the ACC. At no point along the way, Trey, and I know you're ready to chime in, but at no point along the way have they ever had the teeth to fight because they haven't had the big brand schools and the big money institution programs, nor have they nor have they had the will to fight because look at prior years and look at this past year as another example. All the jokes about Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner uh, aside, where he came out on college game day this past Saturday and did the old, one of these is not like the other. Sesame Tell me Street how to reference. get to Sesame Street. Um, thanks for the acapella singing of that, Dre. Thank you. But Greg Sankey, all the jokes about him aside, he was out there pimping his brand once again over the weekend, promoting how great it is, even though we all know this is a down year for the Southeastern Conference. Nick Saban, in prior years, went on, wait for it, gasp for this one, Fox's kickoff show, despite the fact that Fox has no broadcast interest in the SEC. That's why we are where we are. The ACC doesn't fight. They've never wanted to. Listen to the last two years when conference realignment has spoken and how other conferences, their coaches, their administrators, their leaders have all basically intimated that revenue sharing is coming and this is what we are going to be faced with in college well, athletics, whether you like it or not. Are you going to get to it the Fast Five Five-ish, which are, uh, the NCAA proposed today? Um, no, we'll get to that momentarily, so chime in just a second. The ACC, they talked about the traditional student-athlete model. I mean, look, nobody's denying that athletes could still be entitled to an education as part of their compensation. But you're burying your head in the sand if you don't think there's a path forward where compensation is happening, especially given when the floodgates of NIL were opened July 1st of 2021 when the NCAA issued that 9 to nothing verdict against the NCAA's operating model saying it would be illegal in any other sector. That's what happened. The ACC has been tone deaf and it's 
played off in their perception as being a boutique, small, inferior conference. And now it has bit them in the backside once again. And only further, Trey, the idea that other schools may want to get out of the ACC because they see the direction or lack thereof that this conference and its leadership or, la- leadership or lack thereof are actually going. Um. So, I don't know if you can blame the ACC like for the reason Florida State missed it because I think if if what's his name if Tate Rodemaker doesn't slide and get a concussion against Florida and he plays against Louisville they're in I mean obviously Jordan Travis isn't hurt they get in but I think even with Tate Rodemaker because we read the article it wasn't more about I mean there was that someone thinks like are we really going to leave the SEC out which I kind of get. They won the... But... But which, that's all based on last year, not this year. No, I agree. Um, and I'm going to get to the NCAA thing in a second. Um, uh, but I, I think it was more of... It, it was more of... They were go Florida State... What It's like a perfect storm of things that led to this decision. And they had the perfect excuse to get out of it. And I think if this was Washington, I think if this was, honestly, if this was Texas, I think this was, if this was any team but maybe Michigan that's still in that Final Four, but if this was Washington with the Pac-12, like, I think the same thing happens. Is the, does this give more fuel to the, to Florida State leaving the ACC? Yes. But they would argue more of the ACC held up the 12-team playoff, but that's also sort of the SEC's fault because they dropped the Texas-Oklahoma bomb and pissed off other you know so much crap it's all political bull crap but it, it kind of led to a perfect storm you had texas beat georgia and then i think a playoff worthy performance by florida state defensively but not offensively and for me i think i blame the committee more of not having any football sense of they're starting an 18 year old true freshman if they just get out of this game with a win that shows how good of a football team this is. And it's not the ACC's fault because the ACC gave them a good opponent in their championship. If this was the coach, like, if this was, they, they set it up this, like, Louisville was a good opponent for them. And the, it was a ranked team. I think um, Georgia Tech would have been the representative if they went Atlantic Coastal this year. That would have been worse. I mean, maybe it would have been better because Florida State probably would put more points up because Louisville has a good defense. But that would have been worse because then it would have played an unranked team and let's say they put up that offensive performance. That would have been worse. It would have been way less of... So, uh, I don't know if I want to blame the AC. Like, do the ACC and its perception probably take a little bit of the blame? Yes. Is it the number one reason? No. It's the fact that there was a big A and the greatest coach of all time was sitting there and the fact that they had the built-in excuse of, um, you know, oh, Jordan Travis is hurt. But also, like, Florida State with Tate Rodemaker probably puts up, what, 28 points in that game? And it's like 28 to 6? They're in. Right? Yeah. So, like, I'm with you that it's not just... There are other factors outside. It's of not the, the ACC's number one. Perception. It's the ACC's perception is not at number one, and 
It's well, not. Hold up. Number one is the fact that the NCAA, the selection committee knew they could make a decision based on television eyeballs and yeah. know that there's no repercussion because well we've got it's the who they were comparing. Like, so why not? I would say it was. An, I would say it's more of an ACC perception issue if this was not Alabama. If that makes sense, because I think any team, any team in the country gets the benefit of the doubt more. Like the mo- is Alabama because it's Alabama, it's Nick Saban. They have the most four and five stars in the country. They're the most talented roster in the country. Um, like you know, Alabama got to forget an awful performance against a really bad Auburn team. Like I, I just think like at the end of the day, I thought you had three locks. If you're thirteen and zero, you're power five, you're in. And at the end of the day, Texas beat Alabama. And that's, that's to me, is the right... That was the right four to put in. I'm still going to feel that way. Um, and, am I going to enjoy the fact that Michigan... We have Nick Saban versus Jim Harbaugh, Michigan versus Alabama, in the most, like, prestigious bowl game that there possibly is? Like, that, it, that, obje- that that's true. That is great. That is great. But I'm still pissed off. But at the end of the day, the part that you could put to blame with the conference itself and especially conference leadership is not the perception of it. It's the... Because that that has been an issue for a long time and I don't think that was going to be fixed. Like, any... Like, that wasn't going to be fixed. It just is what it... Like, the perception of the league wasn't going to be fixed. Look what it took to change the perception of the Pac-12. You needed literally, like... Six stud quarterbacks. Good luck. Like the ACC had that last year, um, so it, so I I think that the perception of it wouldn't change even with Jordan Travis in. So I think you bring up a number of interesting points. I, I was just going to say one more thing. Fire away, because um, we got some from Fastlane, Lane, Facebook, Twitter, so Instagram. Basically, like at the end of the day, if this was Tennessee at twelve and one, they beat. I can't beat, or LSU, I don't know. Insert Ole Miss. That's a good, they almost beat Alabama. This was Ole Miss. They beat Georgia, 12-1 Ole Miss. I don't know if this happens, even if it's an SEC team. So, it's just a, it's so many unique factors with a flawed system that created this perfect storm that created this much controversy, if that makes sense. Also, you talked about um, changing NIL and stuff. NCAA President Charlie Baker today proposed the creation of an FBS subdivision that permits schools directly compensate athletes through trust fund, keyword there, and NIL. That was from Ross Dellinger. I mean, I get the proposal, but the reality is is you're going to a so that's more, model. That's basically trust fund basically is kind of the first they can't access it now and that's not going to be it's admitting that they need to get paid but trying to delay when they can access their money no 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 a trust fund the school sets up like to pay it directly like it's a school trust fund it's not an athlete trust fund like like the school is not setting up a trust fund for the athlete to get later it's just a trust fund where they'll put the money in and then the trust fund pays the player like while they're there i mean it's basically revenue sharing and it's basically admitting that this route is going and then it's going to be which schools want to participate and have the means to the will again the that we'll call that the sixth the will of the fight. fast five at five ish by the way yes the teeth to fight and the will to to the excuse me the teeth to bite and the will to fight 
Jim, uh, the NCAA is going in that direction. Fight. Anyway, fight. Trey, Trey, hold on. We, we got feedback coming. Well, well, your your acapella is going to have to just uh, hold off for a just moment. Just tell people I'm right. The, Tommy, they're just saying I'm right, right. So Tommy actually has brought this up, though. Maybe he is. He said, Fastlane, Ned Lane, where you listen to podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to chime in. How do you feel about Jesus and his disciples? I mean, Nick Saban and his team performing that miracle rain. That was a loaded question to start out. <laughs> it really was. I'm glad we read through more of that. Let's continue so we don't get into more trouble thanks to Tommy. As a Notre Dame fan, I have to say, I legit thought those South Bend folks had that sort of pull within the committees of college sports. To be clear, the only thing Florida State I've ever cared for was or is Neon Deion Sanders, and even they did Coach Prime wrong. I've disliked FSU, especially since childhood with Bobby Bowden, but sheesh, they were shafted and they got shafted. I'd honestly like nothing more than to see FSU beat Georgia just to make their case that much more. So to the last point on beating Georgia, Tommy, I'm going to refer back to our comments yesterday or mine in the Fast Five at Five-ish. I don't put any stock into that game because opt-outs are going to taint the product that we see on the field in that one. I don't care. I mean, if Florida State wins, I mean, if you're Florida State, and Mike Barber actually said he might put them number one, if Florida State wins and let's say Texas or Alabama wins the national title, they'd be the only undefeated Power 5 team. They have a real shot at get. They have a real argument to make for a national title. Do I think they should? Not necessarily. Especially in this year where there's not really a dominant team in college football. But here's the thing, Trey. To, to Tommy's point, I don't think he's off base that the SEC pull is great and the Nick Saban pull is great. But again, it goes back to the point we've said. To their credit, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and Alabama head coach Nick Saban have been constantly trumpeting their calls. How often did we hear Jamie Chadwell speak in the last couple of weeks in particular? It seemed like the Liberty. ACC didn't think it was a debate. Hold up. I'm sorry. Hold up. Again, but not understanding the salesmanship part of it. Jamie Chadwell was doing that with Liberty. And yes, it sounded like he may have pre-prepared facts before speaking with the media. And yes, maybe that's the sports information staff at Liberty or the administrators at Liberty or a combination working with Jamie Chadwell on how to approach this issue. But the fact is, he got in front of it and the school worked with him in some capacity, I would think, to get Liberty's name out there as being deserving of a New Year Six Bowl slot, which ultimately helped. Same thing with the SEC and Nick Saban. They have constantly worked this angle through prior years. The ACC, just passive, let's be nice, took it for granted. Again, they don't have the teeth to fight, to bite, and the will to fight the way the SEC is doing it. And Michael goes a step further. He thinks maybe we're a little bit misdirected because he says the ACC should take a flamethrower to their media partner, or let's rephrase it, their, quote, media partner, end quote, in ESPN ABC, which spent three weeks arguing that Florida State did not belong in the college football playoff. And oh, by the way, Michael's upset that Joe Lenardi puts out that the ACC is bad in basketball this year, which, again, that's a topic for March. We'll get to that later, but um, I don't think he's got a wrong point. Michael adds, I honestly believe that Florida State should file a lawsuit against the college football playoff, ESPN, the SEC, and the Big Ten for collusion. Phillips and Florida State should file lawsuits just for the discovery to see what texts and calls were made between the SEC and ESPN. Herb Street, Davis, Galloway, Tessitore all got their marching orders from their parent network. It's obvious. So here's where I'm going to brush back on Michael's point there. Florida State is not going to file a lawsuit against 
ESPN and the college football playoff or the SEC. Because secretly, Florida State would like to be part of the SEC. And if ESPN is trumping the brand of the SEC and putting down Florida State at the expense of the ACC, how much is this potentially the idea, Trey, that the ACC is a conference ESPN doesn't fully value? And obviously they have all the leverage with the media rights negotiations. But how much of this is also the possibility that if there comes a point in time where schools like Florida State can find their way out of the grant of rights, good luck, everybody's been searching the last couple of years, nobody's found their way out. Or schools like Florida State and others can find the economic means to justify bailing on that conference that if you're Florida State, you want the SEC and the Big Ten to both be involved in it because you could get better terms from your ultimate landing spot. Same with the other schools that want out of the potentially soon-to-dissolve ACC. And oh, by the way, the Big Ten worked with Fox on their negotiating package. And the SEC worked with ESPN on their TV rights packages. And guess who controls not just the Big Ten, Fox for the most part, as they directed the negotiations with CBS and NBC, and the SEC controlled by ESPN, but wait for it. If you wanted to land in the Big 12, their rights are held by Fox and ESPN as well. So there's no way a lawsuit is going to be filed against those companies because Florida State secretly knows that their landing spot is tied to those outlets the SEC and the Big Ten, but more importantly, their parent companies, in this case ESPN, but also Fox as well. Ultimately, I think the the biggest reason there was a push for Florida State not to make the playoff is because most semifinal, and, and the national championship last year was the embodiment of it, but we've had a majority of semifinal games be a one-sided football game. And I think, and Kirk Herbstreet, to kind of his credit, I would say, or at least, like, I respect him in this argument, is he kind of, that's how he made his argument. He's just like, I do not want to see a blow. His argument was based on, I do not want to, I do not want to call another blowout. I'm tired of it. And basically, I think that led to the Florida State narrative more than ESPN trying to devalue the ACC, which from a business point of view makes zero sense since you own the ACC network and have the media rights to the Atlantic Coast Conference. Devaluing you, that, that makes no sense. Why would you try to devalue a product you're trying to sell to advertisers? That makes no sense to me from a business side. That would be like me sitting here and saying, Ed is not good at his job. Like, that makes no sense. Because for my... To, me, Very terrible owner. Like, we would really just go on the Me, air and say to that. keep my job, I need Ed. I need to have Ed perceived, which he actually is, good at his job. For me to do my job well, and me to keep my job. So that makes no... I Ultimately, and they're not going to... They're not saying this part out loud. Herb Street kind of did. If they just all went up there and said, I do not want to see a blowout anymore... Which, I would argue, you don't know until they play the game. But, I kind of agree. If Florida State played their backup, it might be a blowout. Especially against a defense like Michigan or a high-explosive offense that Texas or Washington can bring. Like, they just didn't want to see blowouts anymore. That's ultimately what those people felt. They just weren't saying it. They were just kept saying, Alabama's better. Alabama better. 
They just did not want Florida State in because they felt like it's going to be a blowout. That's why Stephen A. was like, TCU lost 65-7. to But T- that's a dumb argument because you got to remember, how did TCU get to the national championship game? They beat Michigan. But having an argument of getting making a playoff, just not having a team in just because you think they're going to get blown out is also dumb. But that's why they were making the argument the way they did and kind of set up the conversation how it did. Thank you. But you can't couch that anyway. You, you have to be forceful in your opinions and you have to be definitive in them. You can't have have nuance in any conversation out there especially when you're on one of these major networks because all they believe in is one-sided forceful opinions as opposed to understanding that sometimes there's some nuance to it and saying that yeah maybe in a business sense we'd love to help the ACC out and it would be great for us as well but from an entertainment product this kind of sucks uh that's never going to come out either uh, but you know I'll brush back a little bit I mean look it's the SEC versus the Big Ten this is the direction of college sports like it or not to provide context on this, we're going to chat with double, with not WFXR's Jermaine Farrell or WSET's Dave Walls. They Shout out to them. Later, we do appreciate their insight. David Teal, Richmond.com, 545. But when we return, Ben Cates, NewsAdvance.com. We'll pivot a little bit from this. Liberty Flames, high school football playoffs. And yes, if we get a chance to the Fast Five at Five-ish afterwards, fantastic. If not, you can wait and see what Trey has cooked up for you tomorrow. But all that is still to come today here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.